peculiar place to have a party. You know, Dino, we really shouldn't be doing this. This is Radio Wonderland with Alice in Wonderland. Your motherfucking hand. Get em. Stand by for Alice in Wonderland. Hey, and welcome back to episode 249 of Radio Wonderland with me, Alice in Wonderland. I hope you guys are having a great week. This week for me was epic because I can finally say that my third studio album is now finished. Um, so I feel like a huge weight is off my shoulder, but also it's so weird because when you finish doing something creative like this, you always want to just keep creating. So I'm still writing more music. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm a crazy person. Anyway, today we have a very special episode. 808s and Mates is back. Yes, today I have my friend Slumberjack joining me. We're going to chat about a bunch of fun stuff, including their brand new album, Dichotomy, which just dropped. It's so sick. But that's not it. After we chat, I'm going to hand over the decks to them to give you guys an exclusive 30-minute guest mix. No time to waste. This is 808s and Mates with Slumberjack and myself, Alice in Wonderland, on Radio Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, in the mix. Well, this is Alice in Wonderland. You're on Radio Wonderland. 808s and Mates with some very special mates of mine, Slumberjack. Um, we've been mates for a very long time we've toured together a lot we've made music together a lot of um people if you listen to my music would know um naked and sometimes love and i get a lot of requests to play these at shows actually like i think some of my most requested things to get played is sometimes love and naked a lot of people love that and um these guys are just really talented artists i mean i started off being a fan of you guys that's how it all started I was a fan and then we met and then we made a song in a hotel room um, and then it made yeah. the run album. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, just everything you two have been producing since has been just world-class top notch. And so I'm so excited you have an album. Do you want to tell everybody about it? Yeah. I mean, we're so excited to have an album after seven years or eight years doing the project. It's like mm. our, our debut album. It's amazing to finally have this out of such a big step as you would know, as an artist to, to undertake an album. And it's a very different process from, from doing like a single or an EP. And yeah, it just, it's, it's got a different feeling to it. So, so with Dichotomy, we really wanted to kind of explore uh, the, the juxtapositions both between um, Morgan and myself as producers and as, as people. people. Uh, and, you know, it's something we've always kind of experimented with is this like stark contrast of, of light and dark and, and beautiful and, and ugly. Polarity. Yeah. Um, so, so dichotomy was all about that and kind of, we've sort of grappled ourselves with these two sides to the project where one is this kind of really heavy beatsy club oriented side. And the other side is where we want to produce these kind of more luscious, you know, beautiful poppy tracks. And so the album was about trying to bring those two styles together and, and show our, you know, poppier fan base that club music and, and grungy trap 
beats can be really fun and cool and vice versa show that, you know, our earlier fans who, who found us through, you know, the SoundCloud, you know, 808 days, that pop music can be done really tastefully and, and artfully as well. I think, I think a lot of artists probably struggle with that too. I think a lot of artists, like, you know, once you come down to writing an album, um, if you want, you know, some, some form of commercial success, I feel like, you know, we all have that internal struggle to whether, you know, write something palatable or like, you know, afraid that the general fans would be like, you know, you went pop, but like, I think, I think that economy was sort of our answer to that. Like pop can be cool. You know, so when you're writing, do you have like what your fans will think in mind or what will be successful? Or are you guys just not necessarily not, not like, as a leading, not as a leading thought? We we know that like, you know, if we if we get too carried away because there's two of us, you end up with two tracks in one every time. And it's yeah. just like a cluster like mess. So we always kind of have to pull it back um, and, and consider the fact that, you know, the people listening haven't heard this track for a thousand hours. They're hearing it for the first time and they can't dissect dissect everything, you know, on the first listen. So that's definitely in our minds, but pop has always been something that we've wanted to do naturally. And we kind of Mm. gravitate towards that style. We just like to put our own kind of like slumberjack spin on how that would sound. Like we, I mean, we we worked with a lot of people in the past, like you included. And when we started really, you know, working on like bigger scale projects, like, you know, um, you know, working on people's tracks for their albums and then and then having someone guide us, like you in the early, like what, tw- what 2015 or something like that for- I was 2014. 2014, yeah. And then like 2018 for like <laughs> Awake and then just having those sessions with you. And then in between, I think we had sessions with with Emo as well. And then we had different sessions with like- Absolutely not. Nine and LA, like these guys, you guys were just like, helped us understand, right. I remember working with you and we're like, we need to put this, 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 an idea. And you're like, nah, just pick three. This one's good. This one's good. This one's going to put it out. And we're like, really? And you're like, just trust me. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then like, we kind of took that uh, mm-hmm. modus operandi into, you know, Slumberjack as well. And just, we, we had to wait for the time for the, when the album is right. Yeah. And like, I, I like what you're saying, kind of like going with, I mean, I've always gone with my first uh, instinct on things and keeping it really simple. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, you guys also have such a distinct sound and you're both incredible writers and sound designers. So um, I'm just so excited for this project. I mean, it feels like, you know, I don't know. It feels like this is your baby. You guys have been in this long-term relationship and you're... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Mm-hmm. If you put it that way, it does feel like that, doesn't it? It's grown up now. Oh. Yeah. And the key to uh, you guys creating something great is good communication. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So did you write with um, other people or what What was the process? So this album, we a lot of the tracks have collaborators. Um, actually, all of them except the closing piece um, was, was, was with collaborators, partly because obviously we don't sing. So we, you know, a lot of the tracks we wanted to have vocalists on, but also because we just love having, you know, another person in the room to change up the energy. And for this album specifically, we kind of deliberately decided to work with people. You know, we decided to only work with people where where it was natural, where it happened organically. So we weren't reaching out to like artists that we'd never met before and being like, hey, like this is going to be like a really good look on the album if we can collaborate for this cosign kind of thing. It was, it was our friends, it was 
our housemate's best friend who would come around and was like a weapon on the violin and had awesome vocals. So we got him on the album. It was Sydney Carter, who we've worked with on on um, a track before. It was Tiny Cat, where I met at a uh, was it Exchange? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Exchange. I met her there, and she's like, "I do film work." I was like, "That's nuts!" And then I was like, "What's on under your belt?" And she's like, "Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman." I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> and we started hang like chatting on WhatsApp, and then eventually we sent some tracks around, and yeah, it's just it's all natural. I think all the best work we've ever done collaboratively has always been that versus being like have have the label put people together and like no, that never works yeah right <laughs> like just, never i only work with the homies like that's yeah. just like that's well, just one, it the one exception was someone who i did reach out to not not through the label but personally um taylor the vocalist on memory i was literally out to dinner with friends and i heard him on a song and shazammed. i was just instantly drawn to it so i shazammed it found his name, messaged him the next day, and he, like, sent a demo of a track within, like, a week. Amazing. But still, that's organic. It's not oh, like totally, you're getting, like, totally. a label matchmaking things because someone's streaming well and this person has lots of Instagram totally. likes. This is a big issue I have at the moment, um, and I did tweet about it on my personal uh, Twitter the you're other getting, day. But I'm in trouble? <laughs> like, it's just, like, expecting artists to be content creators is mm, really, yeah. like, crazy, especially yeah. now because it's basically content creators, its own job, and artists should not be feeling the pressure of, you know, that that kind of stuff because we are creating content. Our content is our music. Our content yeah. is being, like artists in that way um and so you know i feel like people trying to force things to go viral and things now is just like so toxic because um it's like a lot of things are being turned into this like 20 second loop on tiktok of mediocrity where no one's even listening past that 20 second loop and it like no one has an attention span because of that and i'm i'm honestly so happy that um you know a lot of artists especially in electronic music are continuing to make albums because an album is like such a big piece of work that's supposed to be digested mm. you know in order we do this on purpose you know we're not like um trying to i don't know i feel like viral or something it's yeah it's too easy to um not discover music these days because Spotify and they'll curate playlists based on what you're listening to rather than you going out and searching it. And I remember like going to the record store or whatever back in the day or on, on hype machine on the blogs uh, and just discovering all this stuff. And it's just harder to do that now. So, you know, I actually still have a little tab on my Chrome of like, it's called blogs and you click on it and it's like beer milk hype machine as it's like, tag, tag all these like blogs from, from so long ago where I used to every week, I'd click on all of them, open them up, listen through yeah. And you can't fight where music's going, but it, you know, for me, like it's so important to create a story and like a body of work because it's almost like a time capsule of like a moment in your creative life. Yeah. So, life. I'm so yeah. happy that you guys have done this. Like it brings me joy. Um, I think we should play something off the album, introduce a track for everybody right now. Well, what track do you want to play? Uh, okay, well, let's play. I think we should start off with uh, our favorite track on the album, uh, our personal favorite, which is Arc Second. It is uh, a combination of the uh, everything we wanted to do for Slumberjack, but mixed with everything uh, that we started from. So it's that that classic Slumberjack beats um, sound with with the ethnic samples and world music sounds, and, and it goes into this huge cinematic. Um, ending who we collaborated with with Tiny Cat for and her vocals are on it 
uh, which is kind of where we we always wanted to go with Summerjack, which was making really cinematic music. That's one one important thing about this track is that we also fo- focus a lot on linearity. That means you don't really hear a same section twice. It constantly evolves, and then the start of the song is in a different key to the ending of the song, but it will never feel yeah. like completely different or relative or relative, relative, but Shit. also chord majors and different modes. And- oh my god, I love that! Yeah, fuck yeah. So it's, it, it's our experimentation of that. And like, and not, not one, not single, not a moment in that song where you feel like it's abrupt. And that was the, the, the challenge of it. I love that. You know, uh, let's play it. I'm super, love that fact. And if anyone out there is listening to this right now, it means like, you no, know, most tracks are, are, are written in one key, you know, and um, they're just out there, Typical, you know, yeah. evolving, evolving. Yeah, this, is, and- this is evolving. This is very trip adjacent. I love it. Um, okay, let's play it. This is Radio Wonderland with Phallus in Wonderland. and mates with my mate Slumberjack. Um, I'm so stoked that you, you just told me that detail about like changing key um, and modulating because oh, people don't do that that much anymore. Like no, I, I remember it's called Terje or Terje did it in Inspector Norse and it modulates. Do you remember that song? I know the name. It's like a it's like a house, no, not blog house. It's like a, a house track, um, so good. And then it modulates to a different key at the, at the end, kind of like how Stevie Wonder used to do it, you know? And yeah. so I was like really excited when that came out and it almost gives like the song a bit of a rebirth or like wakes people up halfway through and mm. it's cool. It's cool. I f- mess with that. I fuck with it. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, great. That made me so excited. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Are you, is there touring happening this year? Yeah, so I mean, we we have uh, a headline tour of Australia We're and playing. New Zealand and the states. Um, none of it's announced, but it's, it's all yeah, it's, um, ready to roll out. It's also wow. it's also just like it's so hard to plan anything in Australia at the moment too. So I we're very stoked really. that this is this is coming to to fruition. I mean, with the yeah. whole borders and lockdowns and like we don't know what's going on and like obviously, I mean, you're you're in LA, but like I'm sure you can see online on like. You know, the, the, the arts industry taking a big hit from this pandemic is just, 
like what's going on, you know? Like, and, and it's only like four years ago, it was thriving like crazy. Yeah, it was. And I, you know, even with before the lockdown, when they changed, like they shut down Sydney okay, nightlife. Uh, yeah, mm, the 2 a.m. Uh, thing. Australia's really been through the ringer with the music scene. And, you know, I know I haven't been super present because uh, I've been living in the States, but every time I would come back and I would see, you know, this dirty, dingy area of Sydney that I used to play at all the clubs at become gentrified, it would sadden me um, because that was a lot of culture. And that was where a lot of us, you know, fell in love with electronic music and live music and would go and see it. And there was a community. I didn't really feel like that anymore. Um, I do always feel optimistic. Let's go back to the dichotomy of it all and like polarity. I feel really optimistic when things go this extreme that like a rebirth will come out of this um, with, you know, new sounds and new attitudes and like a new way of doing things. I mean, the fact that we're doing a radio show over Zoom, (laughs) that's come out of it. You know what I mean? Like there will be new ways of doing things. So, you know, if we're philosophical about it, I think I'm just trying to be optimistic, but it is, you know. What goes around will come around, right? It has to. Yeah, and better, you know. We need it. Like there's, there's, there's been like a, I think we're starved for, for the next generation of, of electronic music in Australia. It's, it's, it's ready. There's a space there ready to be, to be filled for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what we're holding on to really, really just trying to like, you know, do the best we can while other people are like changing careers. And like, it's really sad to see, you know, people that we, we work with, like not doing music anymore. That's just like, if I, I can't imagine that for anyone, you know? Yeah, it, I've seen that too, and it um, breaks my heart. And, you know, I would, and this is, will be controversial, but I would see a lot of artists playing live streams for free during the pandemic while everyone else who was making the live stream was getting paid. Mm. Um, and that pissed me off. Yeah. Unless it was for charity, you know, which I would gladly do. Um, yeah. But uh, it's like people think musicians they're just going to be fine because they make music, but no, um, we don't make any money from streaming yeah. at all. Like, unless you're like Lil Nas X or something, we ain't making any money off that. We make money off touring. We make money off syncs. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear more music from you. I want to know like next? off the new album, if you were going to start a set with any of the tracks, what would it be? Man. I know yeah. this is the problem. You're talking to a DJ, so I think yeah. From 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 an album, if we we're gonna sign a set, probably like an epic one, probably prologue, right? Pro, yeah. We would start. We would start with prologue, and prologue is the intro track of the album. And this is another like organic 808s and mates story as well. So we were doing. Speaking of stream, we were doing a stream, and in our chat was a fan, and the fan is like, "Hey, I'm really." You know how some messages when you read, you're like. I'm going to take my time to read this message. I'm going to listen to this demo. And then there are some demos that I sent to you that you're like, I don't really have time for this right now. Yeah. So this one gets sent through and it's like, I want you, um, huge fan of your music. Have a listen to this. Um, then we clicked on it. We heard it. And I was like, what the hell this is this so good? And he had like at the time, 30, 35, like, or like 55 Instagram followers at the time. Oh my God. I thought yeah, you were going like, to say like 3,500. No, 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 35. <laughs> that started. Like this guy just, just started his career, but he sounds, he sounded like he's been producing for a while. So his name is Oddly Godly. Check him out. His production is like, I, I personally akin it in terms of like mix down and, and pressure. Um, mm-hmm. The 
the second closest to like, or the well, the closest to Skrillex in terms of wow. yeah, and and that's some, he, a compliment coming from you because you have insane ears. Yeah, well, when I heard it, I was like, this is just so like such high quality. I was like, when have you been producing? He's like, oh, I've just been doing it for like two or three years. So I was like, this, oh man, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared for other people in your <laughs> in your cohort coming out because you're just like trailblazing. So we hit him up and and. He sent us like this little short vocal loop, and with some drum beats over the top, we took it in, and again made it this cinematic beatsy thing. We wanted to sound really bouncy and and fresh, and it feels like it's like a new thing. So I think it's the perfect uh, track to open a live show with, and I think we are also going to be opening our live show with that track. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Oh, I'm getting all heard it here first. Headline tours. <laughs> I know how you're opening the set. <laughs> I don't even need to come to the show. No, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's play it right now. Let's do it. Alice in Wonderland. Um, on Radio Wonderland, 808s and Mates with really, really like we've been 808s and Mates for a very long time now. Um, Slumberjack. Do you to, remember how we? Do you remember how we met? We. I remember us. Wait, was it Stereo? Stereo Sonic. No, yeah. earlier. One more. We got one more. I think both of you don't remember. The oh, early, no, I remember. The earliest. The earliest one. It was the. It was a curtain show. It was one of the uni small shows, and you were in a Red Bull car. Oh, oh. So <laughs> I, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I used to play ever like so briefly. Yeah. Yeah. If for those who don't know, I really did my time. Um, did. Like, like this is, <laughs> this is when Alice in Wonderland was like, not the, the, the juggernaut of a name you hear now. It was like, no, Alice in Wonderland. Really, yeah. Just playing at Curtin University in a Red Bull truck. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was playing like at a university, not even on a stage. And there were other stages going on. I was like outside. <gasps> I like do remember pub. this. Yeah. I was like outside a pub in like a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. wasn't like the art car in no, no, it, was it was like a no, it's not little, an art car. It, it's just it's a car. It's a car car. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing in a car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um Wow. Yeah. I yeah. genuinely remember that. Holy crap. In a while. So, um, so, but the, the real proper time was, was Stereosonic music. We got to really, we got to really know each other at Stereosonic. RIP. Yeah. RIP. That was a big music festival for those who are not from Australia. Big music festival, electronic music festival that used to tour around the country, not only just one city. So it was like a big touring music festival. There was like every name you can imagine played it. It was the biggest. Huge. It was like the EDC of Australia, but like touring. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and so we met there and then we were all, we were on the tour together, I believe. Were yeah. we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, we should work on something. And then we started Naked, which is this song that made on my album Run. And um, we finished it in the hotel room. In Melbourne. Did we? Yep. In Melbourne? No, it was, yeah, it was Melbourne. And over, oh over God, laptop, yes, over. tiny little speakers. Yeah, no, no, actually we just, just MacBook speakers. <laughs> headphones. Yeah. And um, my vocal was my iPhone voice memo. Yep. yep. Which we did the same thing for Sometimes Love, which we <laughs> yeah, again. made in and a like, kitchen. So <laughs> made in a kitchen made- in like, uh, uh, what's that place you, you said? Oh, that? Park La Brea. Park La Brea. And then we ate at 10 Degrees. Shout out 10 Degrees. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. You know what's crazy? If anyone's out there listening and you're an aspiring producer or musician, you don't need fancy studios. We literally made shit in hotel rooms and kitchens yeah, with our good. iPhone voice memo and like yep. literally nothing. But that's like, I feel like that's when you make the best stuff is when you're just, there's like this flow and you have good chemistry and there's just like, you just, you're just not overthinking it. And I think like a lot of people overthink. Another thing of advice I'll give anyone is just like make and don't think because it'll flow through you. Um, Cool. Um, We should just play one of our throwbacks together. We should play naked. We should play naked. This is naked. Alice in Wonderland X Slumberjack from Run. your album dichotomy um i love the album cover you know what it reminds me like in the best possible way of like how jamie xx would do his covers and stuff like that it's yeah so yeah i guess cool. it was was that an inspiration thing? yeah it, it was we, we just wanted to make it as simple as possible like we, we we've done 
we've done all this stuff in the past where it's like very cluttered and convoluted. And we were like, Hey, why don't we just strip it back to the most simple, like a single element. And so all the singles were just like 2d, a shape. And that was the man. And that was the man. And then the the little man. Yeah. Little man. Yeah. Iconic. And then you guys did the press shots in different states. Right. We have been working with the same photographer ever since Summer Jack started, except for kind of like one, one or two years. Uh, Matsu, Daniel Craig. So he is also, um, he also did the Hi, This Is Flume campaign with Jonathan Zawada. Daniel Craig? Yeah, yeah, like the James like Bond. Like the guy. James Bond. So you have James Bond taking yeah. your photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No time to die, right? It's <laughs> crazy. Shout out J- 007 for uh, taking. Like, he takes yeah. shooting to a whole different level. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah, so we we got that, and then and then over here we had Jordan Munns help shoot footage. So Great. the photographers had to speak to each other. It was such a cool process. They had to then match lenses and match focal lens uh, lengths, and had to um, you know just the style of photography and the, the fashion that we have. Two different labels working with us, shot them, and then digitally superimposed them first to see if it worked. And then when it worked, took it out of digital, printed and, and scanned it and then ripped it and then stepped them all together and then reprinted a bunch more. Oh, so. okay. Um, guys, if you want to see this, head to the Instagram at slumberjack, S-L-U-M-B-E-R-J-A-C-K, and you'll be able to see this cool press photo. I'm- yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like... My mind is blown. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's one of those lengthy processes that sort of Pop Fletcher and myself a lot because we're, we're such digital people, right? Like me, us, we could make music with just our laptops. We yeah. could, like e- easily. But like... Uh, yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, you play the cello. So like we, and you sing. So like there is the, the, the analog hardware component of that part. So when it comes to photography, we don't really understand it too much. So when this guy, when Matsu was telling us like, we should do this because it will give it a different feel... Well, I don't really get it. I was like, all right, we'll just give it a try. Daniel then- Craig. We just have to call him Daniel Craig. Yeah. I'm sorry. Craig. It sounds like Craig. We're, we've got a celeb, like a, a crazy. Okay. So Daniel Craig, we'll feature him in the name of this podcast. So yeah. more people. Daniel, Daniel Craig. When Daniel Craig came up with the idea, it was incredible. Yeah. He, he took time off the 007 set and just <laughs> shoot for us. It's not. That's great. Wow. What a fun name. Um, cool. Thank you so much. This is Alice in Wonderland and Slumberjack on 808 and, and Mates. Mates. <laughs> ah! Nice. On 808s and Mates. Um, fantastic. This, 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 this is Alice in Wonderland. All right. I'm going to have the guys take over for the rest of the show for the guest mix. Let's get into it. This is Slumberjack with the guest mix on Radio Wonderland. Get in touch with hashtag Radio Wonderland.
I'm in the trap
that's it we've reached the end of episode 249 i want to give a massive shout out to the slumberjack boys for that sick mix and being here to chat today their new album dichotomy is out everywhere right now if it's not obvious already from that mix the album is so good so give it a listen and support them online next week we have a big milestone episode 250 make sure to tune back in for that i'll see you next week i love you all be safe peace